This is the Toys, Comics, Movies. <laughs> this is another episode of Toys, Comics, Movies, <laughs> Movies, etc. Podcast. Yeah, it's episode 45. My name is Stranger Alex. Stranger Things Alex. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm Stranger Things Chris. And I'm never doing the intro again. No, you're fine. We just had a practice. We uh, apparently... If I'm looking right, we took over a month off, and that was not intentional. We've been busy and distracted, um, but we're back with episode 45, so um, we have a lot to talk about, but hopefully we can do it fairly quickly, right? Yeah. I've got all our notes laid out, so... I don't have much in the toy box. Yeah, um, and I don't have much we in, just in decided the pool to list either. do my, some things. But what I want to start with is what we're playing. Now, this is not going to be fresh in your mind because it's, it's been a while, but oh, I have we, a couple. I have two things that I've been playing. So okay, well let's just well mm, we'll start with what you've been playing then because I don't have that written down, okay. and, and that way we won't forget. So okay. what, what have you got? Um, I've been playing. Well, the first game I've been playing is I went on the app store. I don't know if this is an official Stranger Things game, but I'm gonna guess it is. I'm sure. It but is. there is a Stranger Things game, and it has like um an old timey art style, like a pixel art style. Mm-hmm. You can get through the different characters. It's a puzzle game, so I'm not very good at it. You can go to the upside down. You can play as the characters from the game. Mm-hmm. Go to the different places. It's overall a pretty good game. Um, I got a question for you though. If people want well, to find I have this, se- I have a second. Thing what's the game called? If people want to look this up. What's Stranger the title? Stranger Things. You sure that's all it's called? Look, just look up Stranger Things. You'll find it. Okay. All right. If well, you do, I'll find it. Not the most helpful. All right. Well, what else you got? Do you actually know the name um, of it? Putty 3D. Oh yeah, Putty 3D. You have one. Okay, your, your so yeah. basically, you mm-hmm. use it's basically a 3D modeling game. Mm-hmm. But it's more like putty, yep. and you can, like, use stuff. You kind of got used to it, and to move the camera, you have to use both fingers. You have to use at least two fingers. But it's really fun. Mm-hmm. And, and also, um, the Stranger Things game is free, but the 3D putty game is $5. Mm-hmm, yeah. Just so they know. Yeah, that's true. Um... Okay, so those are your two app games because you got a new phone and you got some new stuff to play? Yeah. All right, the one I was going to talk about is last, it's a little late now because we took so many weeks off, but last month, one of the free games on PS Plus was Friday the 13th. Yeah. The game, which is a fun game. Um, The basic conceit is you're going to have a team of, is it seven people per round, I think? I never paid attention to that part. Okay, well, I think it's seven. I just played the game. I think it's seven. And one person's going to be Jason Voorhees, and the other six are going to be counselors, if you have a full round of seven. And the counselors are trying to escape Crystal Lake. Jason's trying to kill them all. And I want to bring it up because it's fun, A, right? We've been playing it on the PS4, obviously, and it's it's a fun game. Um, but also, you had a great round one time. You just went on a tear. How many did you kill? I think I killed all of them except for like one or two. Yeah, no, yeah. If there was, I don't remember exactly, but if there are six counts. I think I killed like, like killed, six. Yeah, there might I'm be. I'm pretty sure I killed six. I, I'm pretty sure too. So, so it must be a. Around I can't a, remember the number of people, but I'm pretty sure 
uh, that it's in a round, but I'm pretty sure I did um, pick, do kill six. Yeah, I'm pretty sure too. So it must be a round of eight, and you killed six of the seven counselors as Jason. Yes. That was pretty impressive. That's what you did that before we went on vacation. Um, I never did as good as, as that. Um, I never had that good around. Um, the only other thing I wanted to bring up, well, I guess and also while we're here, we can plug. If you are if you have PlayStation Plus, if you're on the PS4 or PS3, um, new games are coming out right now because it's the beginning of November. Um, so there's a whole new round of games. <laughs> no, that is not a free game. It will not be for oh, a very, very, very long I, I time. Didn't, I didn't. No, we're doing PlayStation Plus free games. Oh. Yeah, there's a whole new round for oh, this month. I thought you were just talking about f- new games. I thought you didn't ever mention free. I did, but either way, you can play it back later and listen. Oh, whatever. Um, anyway, so, uh, so there's a whole new round of games. I don't know what they are. Um, I'm sure they've emailed me, but I just haven't looked. Um, the only other thing is... Uh, we are big fans of Bendy and the Ink Machine. Um, since we last recorded, Bendy Chapter 5, the conclusion of, of this game, has come out. And unfortunately, when it came out, something within our game on Steam broke. And I had to go through a couple of emails back and forth with Steam support, trying to get where we can play this game. I didn't tell you this. As of last night, I fixed it with their help. Um, so we So we can play Bendy Chapter 5 now. The only thing is, this is a little bad news, I guess, kind of, we have to start over. It will not let us pick Chapter 5, because I had to uninstall the game and reinstall it. Not So we got to play through all five chapters. But that didn't take that long, and it's a fun game. No, Chapter uh, 3. Actually, never mind. They actually made it easier since we've played it. Do they? Yeah, okay. they actually made it, went through a couple more updates with Chapter 3 since we've played it, mm-hmm. and it's much easier based on what I've heard. Good. Is that That's the one with the pipe, with the, uh, the butcher game. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, that battle was hard. Um. Anyway, we don't so talk about that. <laughs> so we'll go through and we'll play all five chapters now and, and see the conclusion of the game. But remember Boris too. Oh, brute Boris. Yeah, that was a tough one. Oh. But you've um, and I don't want I don't want definitely don't want you to spoil the ending. The game's still this chapter is new, but you've watched people play through on YouTube. You've seen the end of the game. You've seen their theories and all this. Yeah, Game Theory actually just now, uh, um, a little bit ago, um, released their theory on it. I don't really like it to be personal compared to the okay. one you that you listened. Okay, well, don't without saw. don't give us the ending of the game. Okay. But what are your thoughts on the ending of the game? How do, how do you like it? Is it what is it out of ten for you? It's kind of confusing. It's, there's no no one knows the true. Exactly what goes on, to be honest. Yeah, the, the endings, I think, yeah, is meant it's, to be interpreted a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Okay. It's up for your interpretation. Okay. So, depending on how how it's actually interpreted, mm-hmm. um, it can go from, like, like, a five to, like, a ten. Yeah, okay. It's you, like the one you heard, mm-hmm. I'll give it a ten. Well, who, well, game theory game, well, plug it. I'll who, give it maybe like a Well, two. whose was that? The one you really like? Who's, um, who's Super Horror Bros. Super Horror Bros? Okay. It's so you like bro. those. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Super Horror Bros. I see it right there. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, we did not too long ago. Yeah. So you like their, their interpretation. But yeah. either way, um, but even even though the game's ending can be interpreted in different ways and, and some of those are satis- more satisfying than others, what does Benny and the Ink Machine one through five get overall. Overall. Mm-hmm. Eight-ish, nine? Yeah, I was thinking like eight and a half. Yeah. I'm going eight and a half. I want, but it's more. It's like a nine, but it's like like a microscopic inch off a nine. 
So an eight. So eight point nine. Yeah. All right, I'm giving eight point five. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're gonna finish up Bendy. Um, I've I've got a pull list and you've got a toy box and we've got several things in Watch It. Yes. Uh. Oh, uh, and we need to talk about a trip probably. Yeah, we'll do that too. So your choice: <laughs> toy box and trip. Um. Toy box and trip. You want to do that next? Yeah. All right, let's do it. So, well, hold on. Let me, let's just introduce it. So, one of the things that we did that caused us not to record a podcast was we took a weekend, long weekend, and went down, back down to Universal Orlando. Um, A, because we like Universal Orlando, obviously. Yeah, we love it. But also, they had, they were having Halloween Horror Nights, and we got to experience uh, some of the things down there. Um, Why don't you go ahead and tell us the toy box? What did you get down there? Can we start? Yeah, let's just start with that. That's fine. So what did you get? Obviously, I bought stuff in the Jurassic Park area, if you haven't. Why is this podcast? And this is your first time. Mm -hmm. Well, you wouldn't know that, but if you're a long-time listener, Mm -hmm. you would definitely know that. I would probably buy something in the Jurassic Park area. But um, I got this awesome Velociraptor, and it looks almost identical to the one from the very first movie. And it's awesome. It's yeah, like and it's like, it's like a foam. It's like a foam. It's like maybe yeah, like two it's foot. Got like maybe like wire in it. So maybe like two foot them. tail to head. Like oh, it's pretty yeah. big. Yeah, it's big. Just to give somebody the picture. I and, would say more like one and a half foot. Sure, why not? But um, yeah, it's awesome. It has a pretty orange eye. Has the black stripes. It's brown. It's got teeth. It's got its sickle claws. It's got its hands. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Something else I got in that area was, um, was that they had this where you could buy a pair of different, um, dinosaur skeletons, and it came with epoxy sculpt and, um, some other, um, and some gloves, and you could, um, and I picked a Parasaurolophilus, and I put it over it, and I had a good amount of extra, um, epoxy sculpt, as you can see, (laughs) and I made, like, it from the ride. And where it can kind of get in the water, you know? Oh, I see. And get in the water. Oh, cool. Okay. Cool. I can actually get in the Oh, by the way. All right. So, one of the other things. It's cool. Because the rest of this came from the other area, right? It, it didn't even come from its own property. It came from Disney property. Yeah, that, that's what I'm getting at. So, the other thing we do, we always do when we go down there is we always try to get by uh, Disney Springs as an area. It used to be called Downtown Disney. And... They have a restaurant called T-Rex Cafe. We go there to it's eat. It's the greatest cat. It's like the greatest restaurant literally of all time. Okay, it's pretty great. But um, in addition to the restaurant right next door, they have, instead of a Build-A-Bear, they have a Build-A-Dino. So what'd you get this time? So, I, we're not talking. That's the best for last. Oh, we're going right? to save him for last? Best for last. Okay, well, what else did you get in there? Okay, I got a little five. Them. Since it was on clearance also. Whoops. That was probably. Oh, sorry. Okay, I got a little Proceratus. Yeah. Um, he's adorable. He look. He's pretty. He's got his tail quills. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yep. He's, he has black spots, little beak. Yeah, and as always, if you want to see these guys that we're talking about, um, just check the picture on SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, the picture will be there. Now the greatest thing of all. I thought you said that was the best for last. Whatever. Well, that's the best for last, okay? All right, two greatest things. The feathered T-Rex. Yeah, he's pretty cool. And by its name suggest, it's a feathered T-Rex. Yep. He has scars on his face. 
He has scary eyes. His mouth is open. Mm-hmm. He's seen things. This is one of those uh, harder figures. Is he a slight? Who's he made by? Um, these are Safari Limited. Safari Limited. Okay, that's the company. Cool. Okay. It's limited or LTD. Yeah, LTD. I don't care what it says. Okay. It's one of the two. There's like two different ones. There's like Safari Limited and Safari LC. It's weird, okay? I can't keep track. And then a build a dino, a brand new one, because I always get the brand new ones. Well, you got most of the old ones at this point. So you I have them all for the most part. She seems like I it. have a Velociraptor. It looks a lot like the Jurassic Park 3 Raptor. And of course, if you've ever been to Build-A-Bear, you can name them. So this is called Jesse. He is Jurassic Park. Jesse, my very first female. Like, my very first, literally very first, basically. Mm-hmm. An animal that's a female. One of my very first. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a little fairy um, feather thing on the back of his head, her head. The sickle claws down. You can tell it's a sickle claw because it's bigger. He's got claws. And also, he has sounds because I put sounds in him. And I like the new eyes that they're putting in mm-hmm. where they're more realistic. And um, you ready for the sounds? Sure. And that's the sounds. Cool. Okay. All right. So that's your toys. Now, one thing I forgot about, but since we were talking about stuff you got at Disney Springs, and we were also talking about what we're playing, we forgot to talk about the void. I just remembered it. Oh, yeah. We forgot to talk about that. Okay. So what we did is uh, there's a location in Disney Springs called the void, a a little building there. It was a little smaller than I expected, but they do a lot with with the space they're given. But void stands for... Visions of Infinite Dimensions, I think. But it doesn't matter. They call it by the full name. We call it the Void. It's just the Void. Um, But what it is, is it's a a sort of a, almost like a, you would think of a laser tag facility, but it's really not. It's like a section of of rooms you go through, and you're doing it all. It's really fun when you break the um, concept. No, it's not. It is. Anyway, so what you do is you pay your money, and you... Was it an Oculus VR headset you donned? Yeah. What an Oculus? Oculus Rift. Yeah, so they're... So it's really good. Yeah, so their initial investment on this thing had to be a lot because Oculus headsets are expensive. And they've got to have a lot of computers and a lot of Oculuses yeah. running. But they're running th- people through this. I'm sure they're making their money back. Yeah. And it ain't, it ain't cheap. It isn't cheap, but um, it's really worth the experience. But the, my well, one... The main problem well, hold on, hold on. is T- just Time out, time out. Short. We haven't even said... It is short, but we haven't even said... This particular location, each location does something different. This one does a Star Wars experience, which is perfect because you're at Disney Springs, Star Wars. Makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, so now let's talk about it. So Star Wars, um, do we want to talk about the story? I don't, do Do we want to spoil the story or talk about the story no. implications? No, we'll just talk Can about talk the experience. talk about one thing that happens in it, though? I guess, sure. I, there's a couple things that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not big spoilers. Um, you also you get to fight lava monsters. Oh yeah, like monsters that literally come out of lava. Yeah, because that's the planet you're on. It's a lava planet. Because you're on um, I can't. Yeah, I can't remember the name Whatever. of the planet. Um, and also they actually like and most of the droids in there. Mm-hmm. Because obviously it's their droids. It's Star Wars. Yes. Um, but they're actually there. Like they have like the plastic figures that are actually there they're not fully perfect but enough pretty close they're basically there and some of the doors that f- go open yeah or actually move 
open. Yeah, that's the I, thing. That's why I like breaking the rules. Well, that's why I didn't like breaking it. I like getting immersed in it. It was totally immersive. Like, you're literally walking and through. And I once um, pushed, punched a droid, not think it was there. And you heard your hand. Yeah. 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 So what they do is you, you they, they give you training. Basically, the story, the, the introductory to the story is you are rebels, but you're dressed up as stormtroopers, mm-hmm. right? And so they put this, like, vest on you. And so in the game, if you get shot... There's haptic feedback. The vest vibrates, and you know you got shot. Um, I couldn't really tell. It, it there was so much happening. There was I a was lot just shooting. Oh my god! But yeah, but and, and you go through a series of rooms, like you walk into a ship, and then you walk out of a ship down a hall, and everywhere that there, like you said, that there's a door. There's a door in real life that has to open. Everywhere there's a Not wall. Always. There's a wall. Pretty much everywhere that there's a Not wall really, in the game. Okay. There's a wall in real life, and at one point they tell you to have a seat. You got a headset on, so you can't see. But there's a bench there. And hey, you, you I was nervous. I, as like, oh, I checked, I, I sure. checked it. Yeah. No, I, I was like checking out. I was like, mm, yeah, okay, we're here. Yeah, it's a little disorienting. But once you realize that they've modeled every room to be like the room in the game, it's like, oh, well, then now I can exist here, and it's very immersive to the point that when you step onto the lava planet, they blast you with hot air and the smell of something burning. So. I never it really paid. Like, by the time we were really getting into it, I didn't even pay attention to the heat yeah. or smell. Oh, I paid attention to all these little details that they throw at you, so that because of the VR headset and the um, I'm pretty sure you can't die in it. To be honest, I'm pretty sure you can't either. But because of the, I got shot way too many times to be alive. Yeah, but because of the headset and the headphones, you can really only see what's in VR, and you can really only hear. Like I can only hear you and mommy that did because we did it together. But we could communicate well together, and then we were just hearing the sounds of the game. But so, but all those other little things they throw at you—the the feels and the smells—and the... and something I was lucky during it. Mm-hmm. Um, you and mommy both got disconnected. Y'all just oh, went yeah. invisible for me. I was just yeah. playing the game without y'all. Yeah, I, I was almost... like, people, shoot! What are you doing? Wait, you went invisible. What's going on? Yeah, I almost forgot about the uh, halfway. I'd say about halfway through the thing, the first time we went through. Mommy's headset died or disconnected or broke. Something happened, and they had to relaunch us, and we actually got to do the first half of it again. So we actually got a little more experience. It was a yeah. little a little immersion breaking, but but we got to go through it again, and we got to do it one time all the way through without it uh, messing up, without the computers dying or whatever happened. Um, it allows you to really get used to it. And also, there was a cool lever you got to do mm-hmm. to open the door. I, I always mm-hmm. did it because I was excited. Yeah. I was like, is it here or is it just going to sense my hand because it can see your hand? Mm-hmm. And I was like, is it just going to pull? No, yeah. there's an actual lever that pulls. But when you pull it, it stays down in VR. Mm-hmm. I checked. It goes right back on. It's, it's on a spring or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so, and then there was another part where... Of course, we get discovered. Stormtroopers are shooting at us. They've realized we're rebels. And we had to do a series of button presses, like memory. Like it would flash blue, yellow, green, yellow, and you'd have to hit those buttons in a row. In, but you, all you can see is VR. Well, those buttons are there, and it knows if you mess up. Like those buttons have to be tied into the computer game, to the simulation, because I messed up on like, they had to do like four That's or five like of them. That's like the actual like one part that I never didn't take it off. Because yeah. they were shooting at us so much. I didn't have a break for the most part. Yeah, eventually you and mommy took over the shooting and I took over the uh, breaking the code to get the door unlocked. And, uh, mommy wasn't and shooting even all it, that much to be honest. Well, she it, was mostly hiding around the corner. Well, well it even Actually, it, no, she was in front. I was hiding in the corner. 
Okay, but it even acknowledged that um, they send you an email with your scores and how you performed. And I didn't get my email. Yeah, we didn't get your email. That was disappointing. But I should have got my phone earlier. <laughs> yeah, but they sent us this email and like it even called me. It was like the Empire is looking for, and it had a picture of my character and it said what the bounty was, and it even called me Codebreaker because I had you know done that segment and so mm-hmm. it calls out little achievements you get within the within I wonder the if I get achievement for kind of doing it I did mm, try I tried I but fails so. yeah I don't think so um, but that's the void the void was really fun um, so let's talk about some of our other stuff at Universal I think the only was there only one new ride that we had never done before or that was brand new was me and mommy it? did the, me and oh, mommy yeah, did the Fast and the I Furious so I love Universal but I gotta say, me and mommy did this Fast and the Furious ride, and um, yeah, I knew, I knew it. We're literally twenty minutes in. Um, but anyway, so we did this Fast and Furious ride, and honestly, I mean, it was neat that they had, you know, Vin Diesel and Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Michelle Rodriguez. They had all these people um, that were from the movies in the simulation or in the in the ride, but. The ride itself, to me, was a little underwhelming. It was a little boring. Um, I love most of the rides at Universal, but I, 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 if there's a, a long wait on Fast and the Furious, I'd say you could skip it. Um, one that I did really like, and this is a very old ride. Um, it's called the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket Roller Coaster. And Alex just dubbed it the Death Machine. That's what he called it, and he didn't go on it. But me and my dad w- went on it. And the neatest feature was when they throw the um, sort of the lap belt over you, the big thing that locks you into the ride, to the roller coaster, there's a little screen on it, and you can choose your genre of music, and then it'll give you, like, say, five selections from that genre of popular songs. So you could choose heavy metal or classic rock or alternative rock or whatever it is, and it'll give you some stuff. And so I was able to pick the song that I wanted, and that song say the ride might have been like say a minute long or a minute and a half but a minute minute or a minute and a half of that song played throughout our ride on the uh rip ride rocket roller coaster which i was not expecting that that was kind of cool um all right so i talked about the death machine yeah i was paying attention and we talked about fast and furious is there anything else new we want to talk about? I mean, we went to Volcano Bay. We did both sides of Universal. One thing we really need to talk about is how great the Jurassic Park ride is. Well, I mean, okay. So we go back over that. Jurassic Park's a classic. It's fun. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, we did it twice. Huh? Did we do it twice? We twi- did it twice. Yeah, we did it twice. Um, but, so other... It's the greatest um, ride in there. And um, there's one thing we need to talk about. What? The actual death machine is a mommy roller coaster. That scares oh, the that... major pay out of you. Scream, you're biking the mic. Okay, so... I'm scared fully. Yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah, so there was this ride, and we thought... I didn't realize it, but it's essentially... Um, most people know Space Mountain. So Space Mountain is a... Um, it's a roller coaster in Disney, and it's essentially a roller coaster in the dark. This was similar to that. It was, it was basically a roller coaster... And I think it's been there a while, and I didn't know that. I thought it was more of like a mummy ride and talking about the mummy... Um, but it's pretty scary and it blasts fire at you when it stops and then it'll go through a bunch of dark rooms and, uh, it was crazy. It was, a, it was just a roller coaster in the dark. I, I knew they just drop you. They drop and drop and drop. 
Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't even remember. I've been traumatized by that. I totally forgot we even did that one. I was. But you're right. That was. I'm not going to ever forget, probably, because I've been traumatized. It's called Revenge of the Mummy. Yeah, you could even do it on Halloween Horror Nights. It was open. Um, Don't do it. Okay, so those are some of the rides. And if you want to hear uh, about... Uh, I would definitely recommend the Kong ride also. Yeah, we did that. We, I wasn't going to talk about that because we talked about it last time. But yeah, the Kong ride was still really fun. I still like it a lot. Um, but anyway, so one night we went and did Halloween Horror Nights. And we had one main objective. And that was the Stranger Things Haunted House. Mm-hmm. That was our main goal. We probably waited around like two hours to walk through a 10-minute haunted house, but it was fantastic. I don't know if it was worth a two-hour wait, but it was pretty great, right? Mm. What do you think? Mm. You're, you're a little traumatized by that, too, but let's talk about it. So You know I don't um, like to... The thing about me in the amusement parks mm-hmm. is I think I break the rules of the amusement park is because I don't like to be scared. And well, that's I, part of the reason most people go to amusement parks. They like to be scared. Well, that's definitely why you would go to Halloween Horror Nights, for sure. I hate being scared terribly. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't take much. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's the thing. They recommend 13 and up. You're only 11 and a half. So you are a little younger than they recommend. Um, but you love Stranger Things. We all do. So let's talk about this haunted house. Oh, and Can I, I mention my favorite thing? Well, hold on. First of all... If people want to get a glimpse at it, Matt Pat, one of your YouTubers, yes, and him and his game wife, theory. yeah. If you want to look up the channel, yeah. So on the on their on the Game Theory channel, they got invited and went through a lot of the Halloween Horror Nights. Now that was the one in uh, California. Yeah. So it's a Hollywood. little from what I saw. Yeah, that one in Hollywood, Universal Hollywood, is a little different than the one we went through. And the Jurassic Park ride's different. Yeah, um, but it'll give you an idea. But I'm pretty sure it's being closed anyway, so. Mm-hmm. But it'll give you an idea of what we went through. So, yeah, so tell me, what was your favorite part of the Stranger Things Haunted House? They had a closed-faced Demogorgon. Oh, yeah, they had him. Yeah, they had, and they had to have several people in those costumes because he came around the corner and scared us several times. Sometimes open-faced, sometimes closed-faced. Can I tell my, can I say my least favorite thing also? Okay. The smell was terrible in the Upside Down. Yeah, well, let's walk through. So it was awful. We started out like in the shed where Will disappears in season one. Yeah. Right. Then we go into the buyer's house, and you actually, I think maybe before that, you see Dustin looking well, for Will. And one mm. thing, and Lucas and like Hopper, you see a mm. lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And the up, but the, yeah, and one of the main things it, that's different. Oh, okay. Well, I was just trying to go in order. So I think you see Dustin first, if I remember right. Yeah. Then we then and we then went to the buyer's Lucas. house. No, you see Dustin, and then on and the, the other side, you and through the fence, he's like poking out uh, through the fence. Lucas is Lucas, there. Okay, help me out because I don't remember all of it. Obviously, it was very fast. Um, you go into the buyer's household, and it's strung mm-hmm. up with the Christmas lights. Yeah, which was really nice. And, and she's like Ms. knocked it through the wall. Yeah, Miss Byers is like hacking the wall with the with the axe. Yeah. I didn't see um, her actually hit the wall. I just saw her investigating. She does it. She's it. acting. She's miming. But there's a hole there, and she's miming that she's hitting it. Um, I never saw the hitting part. Okay. Uh, So, did we go straight from their house, basically, into Hawkins Laboratory? I think so. Yeah, I think we went straight. I think, actually, we went through the Upside Down, then to Hawkins Laboratory. I thought we went to Hawkins Laboratory, then the Upside Down, and ended in it. 
I can't remember. All right, well, either way, you end up in the Hawkins Laboratory at one point with guys in, like, the hazmat suits, uh, and there's several, like, dead bodies on the floor and, and around. Um, there was one dead body in the elevator that was strung up. That was funny. I, um, I think I missed that. Did you miss it? I think I missed that part. Oh, okay. Um, but can I say one thing that we've already passed that's different what? from the Hollywood version? Yeah. Is, um, instead of, um... Miss Fires, um, knocking it, having the wall hole. Mm-hmm. You actually, um, it's in the Demigorgons actually has like the stretching effect of the wall. Oh yeah, like it pushing through instead. the wall. Yeah, it's during that scene instead, yeah, which that... I would have preferred, but they got to make it different, you know. Yeah, they want it to be a different experience. Yeah, well, if you go to the what was it game trailers channel, game where you theory. see game theory. Sorry, game theory. Yeah, and you see the Demigorgon like stretching through the wall. Like that's pretty sweet. That was I a know. neat effect. Um, but we ended up in the upside down at some point, and there is literally it was lit and like it, and like the little specks you see. Yeah, like it even had that in the air. I don't yeah. even know what that was. Yeah, it was lit like the upside down. It looked like it. It smelled bad. Like you said, there was stuff floating in the air. Um, it was creepy. It was super duper creepy and really, really well done. Uh, so Universal, like the weight, the Stranger Things, the weight to get in there, gets like a 1 out of 10. But I think the Haunted House is like a 9 or a 10 out of 10. It was pretty yeah. great. I really, really liked it. And then it. one of the, like, the third time I think you go in the Upside Down, I believe, mm-hmm. which is like the final time. Mm-hmm. Like the last thing, one of the last things you see is just the closed face Demigorgon standing there. I don't think it mm-hmm. actually jump scares you since it's not open face, mm-hmm. but it just kind of stands there being creepy. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm friends with the closed face Demigorgon. <laughs> it made me so happy. <laughs> um, it was the one thing that did hate me. Yeah. So that was our universal trip that we took. Well, that's probably been like a week or two ago now. Yes, yeah. two weeks. I two think. weeks ago. Uh, so on Need It, One, It, Gotta Have It, I've got Blacklight FNAF figures. It's not Need It, One, It, Gotta Have It. Well, kind of. Really. You've got we've got a couple of them, but yes. we'll do those on a on a future episode. We're getting the rest later. Yeah, we want to get we want to get them all. All right. I'm not gonna have them all for the next episode or anything. Yep. Okay. So how about we do a quick pull list? Okay. Okay. So, I've only got a few. I've read a lot, but I've only got a few I'm, I'm going to highlight. One is, we have a new Spider-Gwen number one. So, this is different for me because we loved Spider-Gwen under Jason Latour, Robbie Rodriguez, Rico Renzi, and crew. Uh, this is new. It's called Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider. And it ties right into the Spider-Geddon event that they're having, which is all the spider character getting together to fight a common enemy okay mm-hmm. called the inheritors so this is new this is going to be written by looks like seanan mcguire uh, artist is rosie camp campy camp not sure colorist is ian herring i think this new creative crew has done a good job i think it looks similar to what robbie and rico would have done and i think it's the writing is true to the Gwen character, but they also make it their own, right? Yeah. And so I, I'm partial to what came before this, but this is what we're given, and it's it's good. It's well done, um, so I'll take it. And uh, it's it's a good f- first issue, and in it... I have one question. What? Is there any mention of the symbiote? Slightly. There is a hint added in here, yes. Um... That she still has the Gwenom symbiote. 
But basically what happens is she gets, Gwen gets um, warped out. She wants to help out with the Spider-Geddon thing. Um, I think it's actually Spider-Ham. Yeah. Spider-Ham comes to talk to her about the Spider-Geddon, the inheritors, and what's happening. She goes to warp into wherever all the spider characters are trying to fight the inheritors, but she gets lost along the way. And she ends up on this different alternate earth. I'm not even sure if we know which one it is or if she even knows, but we can tell it's completely different for a couple of reasons, including the green goblin is a lady on her glider. I thought it was a cat lady. Nope. See, she's got the Jack Lantern moms and stuff. I know, but look, she looks like a cat when you originally flipped there. Looks like a cat. More than a goblin. Okay. Well, anyway, so she's your she's your green goblin, and Gwen runs into her, and then runs into this world's Peter Parker. And they have a little, uh, they sort of meet, because, of course, for him, every time you have a reality where he exists, she's dead. And whenever she exists, or wherever he, whenever he exists, she's dead. Whenever she exists, he's dead. So they have a, a, a crazy uh, sort of meeting. To, to end the issue, and uh, they're gonna have to work together to try to get her back home or into the Spider Gun event or wherever she's supposed to move on. But I just want to say well done to the new creative team. It's a good issue, it's solid. Okay, it's not going to be as good, but it's going to be decent. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was really, I was really worried because we've, we've, you know, this has been such a, a, a favorite, a fan favorite of ours. Yeah, all right, so I love DC Comics. We all know this. I know I just talked about a Marvel comic. One thing I don't ever... Like the one Marvel comic that you actually read. That's not the only one, is it? It's one of the only ones. That oh, one and when we have a Venom comic. Yeah, I'll read that, that one. That and Venom. Okay, I read that one, Venom. I'm reading um, The Death of the Inhumans, because Donny Cates writes it. And I'm reading Thanos Legacy. So I read like four. But anyway. Um, and most of those are just because Donny Cates is a good or. Yeah, you're exactly right. Most of them are because of other cases. Um, Anyway, so we've talked about these before. DC is doing these 100-page specials that are only available in Walmart. Um, I want to... I really like Walmart. Who? DC. Well, I think DC likes money. And getting them into money, the largest retailer... Walmart's like the largest retailer in the world, so that's good for them. But anyway, uh, excuse me. So, another thing I like about DC Comics is Tom King. He's one of my favorite writers. Uh-huh. He's writing Batman. And I've never been a, a big super fan, Superman fan, but with Superman 3 and Superman 4 of these 100-page specials, Tom King is writing Superman. And it's a story called Up in the Sky. And also it features <gasps> yeah, it also it features Andy Kubert, who is a terrific terrific artist. And this story is I don't know. To me, it's how Superman should be done. It's um, the art's great. It's touching. It it's it's really really full of the feels, as they say. So it's full of the feels. The feels, yeah. Because because it, it's about like at the beginning of it, Superman's talking to Batman, and Batman's basically saying a young girl has been kidnapped. Batman's saying he's like, and not only that, she's basically been taken to space. So somewhere only Superman or a few others could go. And Batman's like, I need you. I want you to go find this little girl. And Superman's look like, look, well, what all the, what about all the disasters that could happen while I'm gone that I could have prevented? And he's like, anyway, 
Superman ends up talking to like Green Lantern and, and Wonder Woman and some of the other Justice League members. And he just finally figures out, I got to go. I got to go try to save her. Like I have the ability to try to rescue this young girl. And he also finds out that Superman is her favorite superhero, that he's her favorite superhero. And he's like, I've, I've got to do it. I have the ability. She's wait. She really believes in me. She's waiting for me. I'm going to go try to find this little girl who's been taken. Hmm. And it's just a really good, I've only got the first two parts. I think it's probably going to be. It's got the feels. Think, yeah, I think it's only going to be, it's probably going to be 10 or 12 parts. I've only got the first two, but they were great. Like I'm not, I don't normally rave about Superman stories, but I like this one a lot. Um, so that's that. Now, Could it get me to like it though? I think you would. I think I might. If I read that too, did you see that art? Didn't some of that stuff look cool? Yeah. Yeah. So I think if I, I read I think it, I saw a hybrid dinosaur. It looks like a T-Rex with three fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I yeah, just, that's what I'm saying. Like it's mixed in with like the story is basically him wrestling with his conscience about whether he needs to try to rescue this kidnapped girl. There could be a giant weird dinosaur. Yeah. But but amongst that is scenes of him battling giant dinosaurs and, and all you know, huge villains and big dark robots. Side. And just really fun stuff. Some dark side, but the only reason um, I said that is because that was on the cover. <laughs> huh? Dark side's on the cover, right? No, that's Mongol. Oh whoops. Sorry. It um, looks kinda similar. Yeah. Not really. But anyway, um so Let's get into Watch It, because that was my quick pull list. So, where do you want to go first? You want to you want to do Venom first or Venom last? Venom first. All right, let's go with Venom. So, since we last recorded, we saw Venom twice. What are you thinking? It's one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> I don't know if I can go there, but I am highly entertained. I think... I think Venom is really, really fun. I've encouraged a lot of my coworkers to go see it. Um, Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock is really good. Um, is it Michelle Wilson that plays his girlfriend? I think mm. she's really good. It, it's just a good cast. It's it's really funny. Um, yeah, I, I like Venom a lot. Like I said, enough that we saw it on a Friday when it opened, and we went back on Sunday and saw it again. And I would go see it again. Yeah. Might wait for a dollar theater appearance, but... But uh, when I'm waiting. I gotta admit, I'm still waiting for something. What are you waiting for? Remember, mommy bought that the mask thing, the venom mask thing. I still haven't got that. I don't know what venom mask we're talking about. She got me this little. You know how those um, like if you're. Is this for the or podcast something? or is this for later? Okay. Let's do this later because I don't. I don't know. Um, so. So, if it's the greatest movie ever made, according to you, it's a 10 out of 10? I didn't say it was the greatest one. I just said it was one of the greatest. Are we splitting hairs here? Is this a 10 out of 10 or not? It's 10 out of 10. It's just not the greatest okay. movie of all time. All right, for me, it's a, it's an 8 out of 10. I did like it a lot. And I definitely want a sequel. And I don't know how it's doing now, but opening weekend, it made a lot of money. It, uh, domestically and forward. It made a lot of money. So hopefully we get a sequel and sooner rather than later because, um, oh, and the funny thing is, is let's tell people there are two scenes at the end of the movie. We're not going to say what they are. There's one scene that's the greatest scene in the movie. Well, we know what you, yeah. Okay. So the first scene is sort of mid credits and that's the one you're talking about. But then there is a, a scene at the very end and we'll just say what it is. It's a, um, it's sort of an extended look 
at the spoilers. Spi- well, it's not spoilers. It's just an extended look at the Spider Verse. Oh, I thought you were talking about something else. Whoops. No, it's no, it's just an extended look. It's a it's a one big long scene of the upcoming animated Spider Verse movie, the the Miles Morales Spider Verse movie, and um and it's real good. I I like both of those both scenes. Um, so Venom's good. Uh, so I got one I'll talk about real quick. So Inferno. So I watched. Because of the Now Playing podcast, I've been watching these um, Italian horror movies done by a guy named Dario Argento, famous Italian filmmaker. And Suspiria was the first one. It's about a witch. Inferno is the second one about a sister witch. And the third one is called The Mother of Tears. It's about the third witch. It's sort of, it's a, sort of a loose trilogy of witch, witch movies. Witch, more witches. That's what it is. Um, I can't... I want to say that I liked Inferno more than Suspiria, and no one would agree with that. So I won't say that. I'll just say I like both of them a lot. Suspiria was You really just good. said it basically. No, I said I want to say that. But here's what I think. I need to watch. I've only seen each of these movies once. I would like to see Suspiria and Inferno each a second time. But I'm just trying to here to tell you. What about the other one? I haven't watched it yet, so I don't know. Uh, but I think there's a lot to like about both of these movies. And part of what I like about Inferno is it is it break, breaks horror movie convention a lot for me. So horror movie convention would be like, there's usually a killer, you know, regular or supernatural, doesn't matter. He's going to kill off most of the cast. At some point, there's going to be basically your last girl, who's usually your more innocent character, blah, blah. It, it breaks tons of those traditions. And um, it surprised me in a lot of ways. So... Inferno, I liked a lot, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the Mother of Tears. Uh, so, that's good. I, I, we'll give Inferno eight and a half out of ten. Okay? Okay. Yep. Uh, so, we are trying to find something we could watch together as a family that was also sort of horror-related, and we watched World War Z. What do you think of World War Z? It was really good. It was really good. It's, it's, what, what I didn't realize, because I've never seen it before either, was... It's more of an action movie than a horror movie. True. Yeah, I mean, it, and that makes sense because it's PG-13. It's not an R-rated movie. Um, it's good. The plane sequence, I thought, was really cool. Oh, yeah. So it was at one point he he hops a plane and, I mean, it's a zombie movie, so this is not really a spoiler. A zombie gets loose on a plane in mid-flight and the plane has to go down pretty quickly. Um that whole sequence, I really, really I enjoyed. I think the biggest weird thing about it mm-hmm. was just how to basically survive zombies. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the super weird. You're talking about the end of the movie. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying it's just super weird. Yeah, it is. The, 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 they don't come up with much of a solution, and it's definitely not a cure, but what they come up with to deal with the zombie outbreak. It's going outbreak, to deal with it as long as... Why they work on cures. Yeah, and so you really need... This movie really needed a sequel. I don't think it made enough money for one. But I it, wish it did. It was good. It was a fun action movie, yeah, but it needed a sequel to tell us, like, all right, where do they go from here? So it's a fun action movie. Don't expect And I feel it like it's really up. realistic in how it would be if it actually happened, you know? Seems like a really realistic movie. I don't know. Because it tells us two things at the same time that are a little weird. Zombies are really unrealistic. Okay, but this one tells us, like, remember, he's counting at one point, and it's like, 
12 seconds or something like that yeah. from bite to this new person being a zombie, yeah. right? But it also tells us that international flights were the perfect mode for the zombie outbreak to travel. Well, if somebody bites somebody on a plane and they're a zombie 12 seconds later, it's only going to take a minute or two or maybe five, whatever, before the whole plane is just nothing but zombies and it crashes. Yeah. And then, don't, and then don't, they all die. Yeah, then don't, don't they all die on impact? So how did a plane land with zombies, but, like I said, but safely land? I, I don't know. Maybe the pilots were able to land the plane because the door shut? I don't know. It's a little weird. Um, but either way, it's, it's an action movie. It's not really concerned with, with logistics too much. But it was Compared fun. Compared to most things, when you think of zombies, it was more realistic. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, it does. It deals with it more of as a plague and an epidemic and an infection. And yeah, it was good that way. I liked it. Um, so World War Z was fun. Uh, because I've never been a big fan of zombies. I'm normally mm-hmm. really... I have quite well, the fear of zombies. Had you ever seen a zombie movie before? Was that your first one? That's straight up a zombie movie? Yeah, that's yes. what I'm wondering. Okay. Yeah, because there's all kinds. Like that. This one was like fast-moving zombies that could work together and like essentially make bridges like out of themselves and towers. Mindless, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of times there's like slow normally zombies. there's like in um what's it called? Huh? Left for Dead. They have like big brutes charging, small ones that can get on your back. Well, Left for Dead has more creatures than zombies. They're types of zombies. Mm, we could debate that another time. Um, well, some of them can spit acid, so. Yeah, exactly. That's not really a zombie thing. That's not a characteristic. So I think a lot of those are creatures, which Resident Evil started out as like a zombie series. But even in the first Resident Evil, they introduce other creatures, other monsters. And so I think that's sort of what Left 4 Dead does. It's not just yeah. zombies. They're just the mo- the majority of what you see are zombies. Um Okay, so World War Z was fun. We liked it. It's, it's, uh didn't blow my mind, but I liked it. Flash Season 5 is out. Mm-hmm. The greatest show on TV has returned. On TV. Mm-hmm. On Netflix, if you put in Netflix, the greatest show of all time would be Stranger Things and then The Flash. You like Stranger Things better than Flash? Oh, it's so much better. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I didn't know that. So It has giant creepy monsters. Ooh, all right, well... Um, okay, but either way, Flash is back. We've seen the first three episodes. Thoughts? Nothing? I have a big complaint that it's a spoiler, so poo. Oh, well, we're not spoiling. Um, I have a big complaint, even though an episode's named after it. Yeah, so, uh, that was episode three, the last one we saw. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, so... Well, what so do you? What? I have mixed reviews. Okay, well, all right. So, well, tell me, tell me what you. Well, think. the story is still good. I like yeah. it. Yeah, the characters are always fun. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the problem? What are? What about the new villain? We've seen this new villain. He's We've, definitely better than the last season. I I didn't. I just didn't like the thinker. I oh, okay. Hated him. Okay. Not saying he was a bad actor or a bad character. I just don't like it. As yeah. a character, it just doesn't seem like a really good big bad guy kind of yeah. choice, you know? Yeah. So I want to talk about one of the things that's been revealed in these first three episodes and get your thoughts on it. So it's not really a spoiler, but we know that season four ended with um, the Flash and Iris's daughter, Nora, 
coming from the future to the past to help them out. And now, at first she claims she's stuck in the past. We find out that ain't really true. She wants to be in the past for various reasons. And they have come up upon this new villain who calls himself Cicada, like the insect. And So that already makes him cool. Well, he is cool. Cicadas and, are awesome, so. Yeah, cicadas are neat bugs. But so what he, what's, so Nora, they look to Nora like, oh, well, you know a lot from the Flash Museums of the future and from all your knowledge of reading articles from the past. So what about this guy? And what she tells them is that he is basically a serial killer who, who has killed many, many, many superheroes and, and characters. And that in, in her timeline, unless they change something, they've never caught this guy. They never figure out who he is. They never stop him. He gets away. And so I guess, and so this season will have to be, can they find who Cicada is and will they be able to catch him and sort of change the future in that realm? Mm. What do you think? What do you mean? Well, I think that's a neat concept for a season. Yeah, yeah I think that's I think that's cool because normally it's like, well, like you said with the thinker, they knew pretty soon, pretty early. Well, the thinker's Clifford DeVoe. He's right over there. It was just he gosh, he's so any mask or anything. Yeah, it was just he was smart. He's just so smart and powerful. How do we stop him? This one, it's and it's he can a, cover up his tracks and blackmail people extremely easily. Yeah, but even DeVoe, being the thinker and being so smart, didn't get away from them. This guy. Uh, you know, he's, according to the current... First of all, he's masked. Yeah. He has... Can I talk about his weapon? Yeah, his weapon's It's cool. not much of a spoiler. No, his weapon's neat. Um, well, first of all, he's a serial killer. Yep. Um, that's always a very big thing. He's killed all the superheroes. He can take powers. Mm-hmm. It's not only can take powers, it's just a super OP weapon. They could probably yeah. kill Superman. Well, hold on, describe it. It's it's basically a it's metal a lightning bolt. It's a metal dagger in the shape of this flash symbol, the lightning bolt. Yeah. Yes. Maybe um, he has a really bad grudge against the Flash for some reason. Maybe that's a big thing that might happen in the series season. I just thought about that. Yeah. But we really don't know. Yeah. Well, they're all. I already now. I'm just trying to think of a, a theory right now, like mm-hmm. a pretty decent one. Mm-hmm. But okay. I'm not gonna talk about them because y'all don't you don't like me talking about theories on the podcast. Well, no, I don't because like, yeah, I mean they can be they can be very spoilerific if you get it right. Yeah, and not and, and people might haven't seen the newest episode for mm-hmm. my theory, which is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so I I love the Flash. It's one of my favorite TV shows. So no no spoiler there or no no surprise. Um, what? I'm sorry. I'm just thinking. You having so ideas many, about the Flash? I'm just having so many Jeez. ideas about his what. I just thought of a, like a really good idea yeah, for what his weapon, like what it's actually made out of. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll we'll get to that off off mic. So we're we're about to wrap up. So this wasn't as long as I thought. We've we've been going about fifty minutes, and uh, we've covered some good stuff about what we've been doing. Um. Yeah. You got any other thoughts? No. All right, well, let's go to our last few segments. So, podcast of the week, I've chosen one called Director's Club because uh, it, it was mainly because I was listening to the uh, Now Playing Podcast reviews of these Argento films, uh, Suspiria and Inferno and these, and I wanted to know hear more about Argento, Dario Argento as a director. And so, Director's Club, each episode, they pick a director, they go through some, usually not all, but some of their movies, 
And um, and you can find all kinds of both foreign and domestic directors in, in their catalog. And, uh, and I enjoyed that podcast. So give that one a shot. For YouTuber of the Week, you have chosen who? Um, huh? Popular YouTube, MMOs. Uh, popular MMOs. I'm tired. Okay. Um, okay, why did you pick them? They do lucky things with lucky blocks, like yeah. box showcases. They fight mob, mobs from mods that are really p- powerful. They can mm-hmm. trade them in with uh, various villagers. Mm-hmm. Um. Oops. With names of actual people. <laughs> um, they can do custom maps, custom content. Most of the stuff they do, no one else does. Lucky Block Bed Wars. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff they do, no they other YouTuber does. They haven't so. done any more, many more burning maps lately, have they? Actually, they did. They have? Not they too did. long ago, they did okay. one. Well, I haven't just hadn't seen any. Well, that's one thing they did. Burning maps. Yeah, I think they were literally like the first people to do burning maps. They're pretty fun, pretty entertaining yeah. the way they do it. Unless there was like a not so popular YouTuber that did it. Mm-hmm. But far as I know, I'm pretty sure. Okay, uh, so for spectacular song of the week, I pick we pick two, because you had one I think you want to do, and I have one I want to do. Yeah. So you want to go first or second? I can go. All right. Yes. So what's your song of the week? Never Be Alone. Yep. Which is a Five Nights at Freddy's Four song. Yeah, it's by Shad Dro, not Shad Doe. Shad Ro. It just, it looks we like can Shad spell Ro. it real quick for y'all. Yeah. S H A D R O W. Shad Ro. Um, yeah. yeah, Never Be Alone is a is a FNAF four song, and yes. it's good. It's entertaining. I like it. Um, the guy, one of the singers I like, a uh, guy, his real name's Alex, like you, calls himself Bones. B O H N E S. He has a new song called Coffins, and Coffins is very good. I played it for your mommy. We both like it. Um, so he released a CD last year called 206, because 206 is the number of bones in the human body. So he's releasing a new CD this year, actually this month, called 206 Part 2. It's sort of the rest of the songs he's made sort of at that same time. And so Coffins is one of the early releases off of that. And I like Coffins a part lot. Part one, part two, part mm-hmm. three, part four. Well, no, just just one and two is what all he's, all he's got planned as How far as I know. How do you know? I've listened to interviews and stuff with he him. He might, though. But anything can change. But anyway, so Coffins by Bones. Spectacular song of the week, along with Never Be Alone by Shadro. You want to outro this thing or me? Yeah. Okay. So this has been Toys, Comics, Movies, Etc. Episode 45. Uh, I'm Stranger Things Chris. And I'm Stranger Things Alex. And we'll catch you next time.